Welcome to the Building Financials Podcast, where we are taking on the challenge of building a healthy business. It's going to be a journey, and we're taking it together. My name is Chas Hart. I'm the founder and CEO of Clarifying Financials, which is an accounting and finance firm focused on empowering leaders by creating clarity in the financials. And I will be your host. In these episodes, we'll jump into one of three types of episodes that are all focused on building healthy businesses. It will either be a reflection on building the Clarifying Financials brand in the form of what happened, wins, losses, learnings, and what we plan to do next, or an expert interview on a specific part of business that we can apply in building a business, or lastly, a deep dive into techniques and frameworks that stabilize and clarify what is driving companies' financial performance. My hope is that by sharing this episode, it will inspire more people to chase their dreams and create an impact on their local communities. Let's jump into the episode. All right, welcome to week four. We're going to dive right into the tip of the week here. This might be a little bit shorter of a reflection, really just kind of dialed in on a few key areas this week. So let's go ahead and jump in. Happy you guys are here. So tip of the week this week is when forecasting, use operational data to drive the bulk of your forecast. So what does that mean? Let's break this down. There, There's a few different ways of doing forecasting. and it's pretty universally accepted that that one one is quite a bit better. Uh, it just takes a little bit longer, and and that would be a bottoms up forecast. So in a bottoms up forecast, you are essentially breaking down the financial performance of a company down to the operational drivers in most cases, and in some other cases, it's just the drivers themselves. It's not necessarily operational. We'll go over both examples. The core of the example that let's talk about forecasting essentially your revenues and, and part of your cost especially the variable components really anything works but we're just going to use it for this one so when you when you think about what what drives a pool cleaning company from a revenue standpoint is mostly you're going to have quite a bit of recurring revenue on that so you have your recurring the number of clients that you have reoccurring at the beginning of that that year if you're doing a yearly forecast or or whatever that time period may be and then you have new clients that come in and then you have a rate, a, a set of other assumptions, right? You, any, any clients you'd lose, you need to do some sort of assumptions there and, and what have you. But for the sake of simplicity, let's just say you have current clients and then new ones coming in, right? Okay. So we have what we have the number that we're starting the year at because we're essentially we're that's going to be either really soon into the future or that's like present time so at that point you're going to have that so we have that number and from there we just have to talk through okay what's that that forward projection look like so how many new clients are we going to get that add to that recurring and when you have that reoccurring number as well as the new new number for that matter you can then make estimates based on those operational drivers and that's what i mean by by using those in the forecast. So if you know the average revenue per reoccurring client, then subsequently you can apply that against the reoccurring amount and you can get your estimated revenue for that that month. You can also do a bunch of other things with that too, right? These are these are pools being serviced. So you could do the materials costs per 
per visit. You could do the cost of, you could do the labor cost per visit as well. You could, you could start layering in essentially these assumptions on top of these core drivers, which then build out a financial performance as a result. And this is a much more accurate way to do it in, in a few ways, right? When you're, when you're going to say, okay, let's go get this forecast that we're expecting. You can then look at, we need to have two new clients a month or whatever, 2000, whatever it is for your size of company. And you're able to measure against that and provide KPIs and whatnot that, that the operational drivers can use. So that's kind of the, the gist of it. The, the other example for a bottoms up on, on that side of things would be like a salaries, for, for instance, whenever you're forecasting salaries, you'd want to build out the current state, which is obviously what's going to end up being of hitting the, the income statement in that last, last month. But then you can layer in any raises or anything like that once you have the detail of that, that then builds into it. So any hires and, and what have you. So that would be the way that you would, you would approach kind of that other element that maybe isn't necessarily operational drivers. And then you just, you don't want to do it the other way for your entire spend. It just typically isn't that useful unless you just simply don't have any operational drivers. You just need something quickly. And that's using historical, using historical for everything, right? So just taking the last 12 months and putting 10% on it and moving. That's a method that's used pretty often. And it's not going to result in, in something that's too, it's, it's a lot more difficult to measure against it. So if, if you're short on time, it's better than nothing, but it's, a, it's just a little bit more difficult. So that, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But for the small spins, I guess one more point on that, the small spins, you do want to go ahead and just use a historical. Don't try to bottoms up something that's, that's 0.1% of your spend. On. If there's like some general ledger account item or something like that, just, just do a historical and move on. It's just not worth your time and, and it's not going to change any management decisions. So that, don't go too crazy with the bottoms up. So, okay. So that's it for, for the tip of the week summary there. Make sure that you're using operational data when you're doing your forecasting. So let's jump into a few things that happened this week. I'm going to keep it somewhat brief here on the, the what happened, but there were some, some fun things that, that occurred. So we left off last time as we're really diving into the outreach in, in a few other things, but more or less just trying to figure out systematically where, what direction we're going and from, from kind of the go-to-market plan, more or less, not quite the, the same thing, but similar. And there's really, we'll call it three, maybe three plus half a one or something like that, points that, that came out of that. So the first one is, is the importance of your branding and positioning. So I'm going to relate this back to business strategy, right? Because this isn't a marketing podcast. I know I've talked quite a bit about that kind of structure, but it's more so about building companies and, and, and marketing and positioning. That kind of thing is, is, is a part of it. But even more so, the strategy of where you're positioning yourself within the competitive landscape. And that can be both at a, a macro level. So when you think about companies as a whole, as well as in more micro environments. And this week, it, that micro environment was, was LinkedIn. So it takes time it, to do this stuff. And a lot of times it takes doing it one way, seeing it, adjusting and kind of iterating through different things. So really spent some time and, and updated the profile, my profile specifically, actually, to, to better reflect 
the specific value proposition. So again, it's not a, a heavy sales type of thing. It's just simply how clearly you can articulate what problem or problems you're solving for people. And that was the goal of, of kind of some of that adjustment because a lot of the outreach efforts from a, a connection-based perspective is going to be on the LinkedIn side for me. I think there's a lot of value in that for for the partic particular customer demographic that would come with with an accounting and finance firm. It's, that's not going to be the same for every company. You want to want to know where your your customers are, right? But one for an accounting and finance firm, LinkedIn is certainly one of those places. Not the only place, but certainly one of them. So we had spent some time doing that and updating it and and diving into what the best approach would be to that. The other exciting thing that we have for you guys is I will put a link in the the description. It's kind of I'm slowly filtering it through multiple areas. Is we pushed out a email course. It's a, it's a free one. So I'm not trying to get you guys to pay for it or anything like that. All I asked for is an email so that I can let you know whenever we're publishing new podcasts and, and that kind of thing. But what it is, is it goes over making your QuickBooks more insightful. So that really entails a few different components. Um, at a high level, reviewing your financials, walking you through how to do that to see if there's there's some some things wrong potentially with it. It's not an in-depth one, certainly not an audit, but there are some kind of key common characteristics that you can can run into that you, you'd want to to go ahead and get rectified. And it does that. And then it talks through the concept of essentially identifying and implementing different data dimensions. So like departments and and product codes and, and those type of things and and kind of providing a framework at the end of the day to customize that to your business. And lastly talks through the building out essentially a reporting package and, and some things to look through, look for when you're doing that. So if you were to do these steps, subsequently, your QuickBooks would be quite a bit more insightful. So please check that out. If you think somebody would 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 provide or get value out of that, or you would feel free to jump in and, and give it a listen and, and let me know what you think. That's one of those things from a learning perspective on that, I guess, taking a step from a business building standpoint, is that at the end of the day, people's attention is a, is a precious resource. So if you're asking for their attention in the, in the sense of me just wanting to, to have a channel to, to, to let you guys know whenever there's a new podcast, you, you need to provide value for that, right? It's not fair to, the, to ask for something from somebody with nothing in return on that side of things. And, and there's times that that, that, that makes sense. And, and, but a lot of times when you start talking about that, there is some like, maybe subliminal things like even like this podcast right like yes i'm just trying to provide value on this but at the same time it would certainly be nice to to expand that following so if if the, when i say kind of asking people to share it that kind of thing so that's that's a slight expectation of, of return type of thing the point being there is that there's always some dynamic back and forth on that. And when it comes to asking for someone's attention, make sure that, that there's value behind it. The other thing that we, we went through is outreach is really starting to get dialed in some. So like I mentioned, using LinkedIn for that. So sending more, more connections and whatnot for people that I think could potentially be a good relationship. And that guiding principle there is still 
building meaningful relationships by providing value. So that's what those connections are about, getting, getting connected. It is a social network after all. And just kind of building a, a way to expand the reach of, of the ideas we talk about here and, and, and just help as many people as we get to. And, and part of that process is going to be the LinkedIn side of things. And then lastly, I, I had an interesting or listened to an interesting podcast this week that, that changed my slightly gave me some ideas, I guess, on Upwork which is one of the essentially like the third prong of, of kind of how we're doing outreach. I'm going to be using that a little bit more extensively. The goal being to, what you do is you, you, you'll build out a profile. It's almost like a stepwise approach. And you build out your profile by, by just really doing what you say you're going to do. So that aligns with, with what we're trying to do here. And then over time with a built out profile with reviews and that kind of thing, it builds out the social proof aspect of positioning, which, which ultimately allows you to, to expand that as a channel for business growth. Not the only channel, but something that we're going to experiment back and forth with. Well, cool. Um, like I said, this was going to be, this is going to be a short one this week. We're just really dialed into those components really this next week, I guess, current week now. Kind of going to be doing some of the same. Want to start to game plan some of the the next educational style podcast. I guess we did a decent amount of that today, but want to do a, a deep dive one again, and and also get get some people out here to do some some interviews. So in the process of setting that up as well. Well, hey guys, if you if you enjoyed, would definitely recommend go check out that that email course if you have any interest on it. And if not, please follow us and, and we'll be back next week. Thanks. Have a good one.